Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we are checking in with relationships in the dead of winter. <laughs> um, we're doing a little update on celebrity skincare. That's right. And we're talking about the wedding planner 20 years later. It's going to be good. Guys, follow us on Twitter at Tea Time underscore 33 and Instagram at Tea Time Pod. Before we get into the show, let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. All right, like Amelia said, Tea Time is checking in with relationships in the dead of winter. It's dry outside. It's dry out here in the celebrity relationship world. But we got a couple of updates, some big, some small. First, in my opinion, is quite small, which says a lot because I'm the one that's— and me and Amelia really are the ones who are supposed to care about the Kardashians. But apparently, Kourtney Kardashian is dating Travis Barker. And for those who don't know, he is known— being the drummer of Blink-182. So very successful in his own right. Completely different world than where the Kardashian family comes from. But apparently they've been friends for a really long time. They live in the same Calabasas community and they have found each other. And I guess we're happy. Amelia, how do you feel? Yeah, I mean, you know, I... And not that I don't want this to be like anti Scott. I'm trying to be like mm. nicer about things. And I really do. I mean, it's gross that he's dating a 19 year old, but yes, you know, she just needed to move on from him, I think. And I think this Travis guy is he's a like, I'm sure they're similar age ranges yes. and he has children, too. Seems like why not? Yes. You know, so true. Yeah, he's 45. You know, if Scott is going to continue dating you know, women younger than 20, that's fine. Because I was in the boat of one of the OGs who are like, they need to be back together. And their paths have just not crossed back yet. So I'll be patient. (laughs) She should fill her time with other things. So sure. Great. You guys both get this very specific look on your face when you're talking about the Kardashians (laughs) where you're like trying to be optimistic and you're like, you both kind of like sigh and then you're like, okay, here we go. It just gets me every time. It's a heavy weight of burden that we carry on our shoulders. All right, let's keep going. Next relationship update. 
Very exciting news. Uh, friend of the ringer NBA beat. Not friend of Tea Time. Oh my God, yes. We'll get her. We'll get her. Uh, I'm talking about Halsey. She is pregnant. She posted this week some maternity pictures where she's outside. She's got a baby bump. She looks fabulous. Um, and Twitter just exploded. I guess if you, if you're a fan of Halsey, if you know, she just has talked for a very long time about her struggles with, uh, fertility and with reproductive health. She's had some miscarriages that she's been very open about. She has a song on her last album that was all to like her future baby about how much she wants a child and how much she wants to be a mother. Mm-hmm. And she's 26, which to me, I just turned 26 and I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> I'm like way too young to be a mother. But like, it's just like, you see this person, she said in interviews, like she wants to be a mother more than anything else in the world, more than wow. being a pop star more than anything else and she never thought she'd get there so it's just very just you just love to see it she yeah. um she tagged who we assume to be the father of the baby in the pictures it's her boyfriend Alev Aiden they seem very close he's a screenwriter they just got matching tattoos in each other's handwriting which is very romantic wow. very cute mm-hmm. um and yeah she just seems very happy in a place that she has wanted to be in for a very long time so yeah we stand yeah. we love it Halsey, be our friend, please. Please, please. <laughs> we don't want to learn about the NBA, but we'll do anything else. Let <laughs> <laughs> me know. Um, all right, next one, Amelia. You know, I just, shout out to Pam Anderson for, <laughs> you know, enduring Tommy Lee for one and then enduring like Kid Rock. Oh my God. Oh um, my God. Yeah. So she and her bodyguard apparently, I guess, connected over the past few months. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> Exactly. And now they're married, which freaking crazy. <laughs> it's a movie. It's like a movie. I'm like the bodyguard. It but is like, the bodyguard. <laughs> yeah. like, Pamela. Maybe it'll be like one of those Lifetime movies. Where it's like Pamela Anderson presents the bodyguard. That's so true. Um, the only yeah. difference is that they're just in quarantine the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah. Happy for her. Also, I guess because she was so happy she decided to quit Instagram and she left us with one one last post. And if the re- or if the readers, if the listeners don't mind, I'm going to read it. Um, Please do. She, Please. she she posted a sexy pouty pic of herself, which what well, I think the funniest part about this picture is that if you go onto her Instagram, it's there. Uh, it is like one of the lowest res photos I've ever seen. <laughs> Celebrities love to post these like old low res photos and it just cracks me up. It's like um, from a good 20 years ago. <laughs> Exactly. It's been passed around several times. Like the JPEG size is like two. Um, (laughs) I know. That's definitely she got that on one of her fan pages. Like she couldn't find it on Google. It's too many pages. Just screenshotted it. Exactly. Okay. This is Pamela Anderson. This will be my last post on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. I've never been interested in social media and... Now that I'm settled into the life I'm genuinely inspired by, reading and being in nature, I am free. Thanks for the love. Blessings to you all. Let's hope you find the strength and the inspiration to follow your purpose and try not to be seduced by wasted time. Prayer hand emoji. (laughs) That's what they, in all caps, want and can use to make money control over your brain (laughs) hashtag the bewildered herd hashtag no instagram hashtag no twitter hashtag no facebook hashtag life hashtag freedom hashtag nature hashtag human connection hashtag intimacy hashtag love 
hashtag Pamela Anderson. Got to get that brand wow. recognition in there right at the end. <laughs> wow. Right? And Even though she's leaving. For yep. those who can't see it, and the reason Mila read it, is it re- it's like a bad haiku where the br- <laughs> it's just broken up in a million different, like, indistinguishable yeah. ways. There's um, some artful spacing. Uh, yeah. Really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So shout out. Best special. of luck, Pamela Anderson. I'm that's the dream. Honestly, yeah. Pamela, that's what we're all working towards is to marry our hot bodyguard and quit social media. So Exactly. Happy for her. Yes. <laughs> Um, The last last thing in relationship news is, you know, just a surprising relationship uh, between (laughs) two celebrities. Not a romantic one, but it could be, you know, never say never. Uh, I'm talking about the variety actors on actors conversation between Pete Davidson and Glenn Close. First of all, whoever put these two together. Genius. Thank you so much. It's a 73 year old acting legend. Obviously, Glenn Close, (laughs) like a seven time Oscar nominee. Uh, and 27-year-old dirtbag Pete Davidson. Hey. So, like, it just it, the perfect combination. Um, and their conversation was actually very entertaining. A couple highlights, like Pete Davidson's poodle was running around Ooh. in the background. Pete Davidson talks about how he thought Glenn Close was British, which, honestly, <laughs> she does have that, like, totally. the crown, like, She's Harry Potter like actress Mirren. vibe. Yeah. Right. <laughs> she, yeah, which Maggie Smith, Helen Mirren, and Glenn Close, like, should all, you know, be in the same British class, but they're not. You know, uh, Glenn Close talked about how she kept all her costumes from playing Cruella DeVille, which is iconic. She wrote it into her contract that she could have all of them, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and she talked about how she's okay if she never wins an Oscar, which is sad, but it's good to come to terms with that. And I just love that Pete Davidson was just like very interested in her, which like who among yeah. us is not. Mm-hmm. I would love to know like what information Glenn Close had about Pete Davidson before this wow. interview. Mm-hmm. Like, great did question. she know who he was? What did she know about him? Like, what was her frame of reference for Pete Davidson? Like, did she see the BDE article? Is that how right. she knew about him? Did she know about Ariana Grande? Like, I just, I'm so and curious. And one follow-up question. Do you think she was immediately on board? Or do you think she had a moment where she's like, anybody out? Like, is right. that, are you like, sure? Zendaya instead, <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. are we sure she's busy? Are we yeah. sure? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I feel like she's a good hang. So she was probably just like down for whatever. Yeah, sure. You know? True. Yeah. I, yeah. Poor Glenn, you know, she... I feel like it's been so deserving of an Oscar so many times and freaking, I mean, I, I do love Olivia Coleman, but she just like stole it right out. She really from did. Underneath her. Oh my she God. Thought, Glenn thought she had it. She wore that all gold dress. Oh like, my that's God. That's what you wear when you're winning an Oscar. <laughs> so true. So true. So, yeah. Well, so we're still rooting for Glenn. I don't know about Hillbilly Elegy, but we'll yeah. talk about the Oscars nice. more as we get to that. You know, sure will. Time. All right. Next category, not worth the tea slash this week in social media. Starting out in a really bizarre way, but I'm so excited for you to talk about it, Amelia. Yes, you know, I don't even under, fully understand this story. It's um, So Seventeen came out with an interview with Lily Reinhardt, from, who plays Betty on um, the CW's Archie TV, Riverdale, sorry. And um, apparently... The person who contacted them and gave them this interview wasn't actually Lily Reinhardt. And so they had to publish this backtrack statement. They're like, we're so sorry. We removed the story from our site and we regret the erroneous reporting. We take full responsibility, blah, blah, blah. And so it was this whole thing. And Lily Reinhardt also talked about it on her Instagram story. She was like, for some bizarre reason, someone impersonated me in an interview with 17. Nothing inappropriate was said, but those were not my words and I wanted to address it. So this, 
Yeah. It's so strange because it's so innocuous. Like the yeah. interview, which was like somebody found it on like YouTube, on like Yahoo or something. Like but one it was of those places pretty that aggregates it. And it was like four quotes about the future of Betty and Jughead or Archie on Riverdale. It was just like about their characters and where their characters were going. Like it's right. nothing personal, nothing Is it weird that that's almost scarier? Like there's so yes. much. I guess it probably is like a Riverdale head who just like, I don't know how they manage that. They but. do have like really hardcore fans and like yeah. hardcore shippers. And like, right. <laughs> so I think maybe they were trying, it was like a fan that was like trying to stir shit up and was like, oh, we're yes. going to like put Betty with Archie instead of Jughead yeah. or whatever. I don't really know. But I think that could be part of it. Also, I saw that the impersonator, it was someone was impersonating her and someone was impersonating the publicist. Yes. Via email. Apparently, they got in touch with a bunch of different places (laughs) and 17 was the only one that ran with it, which if you're Lily Reinhardt, are you thinking like, they thought it was like an interview with Lily Reinhardt and like only 17 wanted it? Like, are you a little Mm. bit offended that no one else ran with like a supposed interview with you? True. I think I I would be offended a little bit. I guess it's... But I don't know. Just really weird. Yeah, it says, I'm reading this BuzzFeed article and it says that the person that gave the interview dropped hints about a Betty and Archie romance. And so I guess the Barchi fans were trying to be like, wait a second, Bugheads, because Bugheads is oh like my God. Betty and Stop. Jughead. Yeah. So the Barchi fans are out here just causing, yeah. causing a it lot of drama. It has to be just like a crazy fan who like decided they could get away with it. And right. maybe I'm, I know that I am extremely naive, but like if someone sent this, I, I don't know, why would you not believe that a publicist and that like some random interview from Lily Reinhardt would not be real? It just is so weird. Very so, weird. so weird. <laughs> Very weird. Anyway, <laughs> mystery. <laughs> Swiftly so moving on. Um, <laughs> still confused. Uh, okay, so we're going to do a quick Bachelor update because obviously, you know, we've all experienced the show. I want to take a, I guess, temperature check of, uh, Kate, I feel like you're probably not watching this show still, but you, you do, you were riding hard for Katie, vibrator girl. And since the premiere, she has only gotten better and better. And people have been singing her praises because she's the only nice person on this show. Let me tell you, when I, when we watched The Bachelor, we did Bachelor Cringe Mode a couple weeks ago. And I just really rode hard for Dillo Girl. And I thought that that would be a more popular opinion. And it wasn't on our podcast. And I was like, hmm, maybe I like just really just don't understand the mechanics of the show. That's like a little bit embarrassing that I like was my favorite person with something that no one else cared about. But like, that's fine. You know, I don't watch the show. And now I log on Twitter every fucking whatever day The Bachelor's <laughs> on. And I see the tweets from The Bachelor Party account. And they're like, yeah. Katie just told off this girl. And I'm team Katie and Katie for Bachelorette. First of all, I had to relearn that Katie was dildo girl because I had forgotten. However, I just feel very smug that the rest of tea time and the rest of the world has come around because I think I saw something in her from the beginning. You did. Uh, you did. I wasn't distracted by the sparkly dildo. I saw her soul and you did. she seemed like a good hang. And yeah. I'm just, I just feel very smug that I just, you know, normally dildo girl or that trope becomes like the villain later on in the badger or becomes someone mm-hmm. who's not great later on so history led us to believe that but you're absolutely right i yeah. was wrong i think the internet was wrong a little bit so totally i was so annoyed yeah. by her i was like we get it you have a yeah. dildo and then she's poking <laughs> yeah. people with it and i was like oh, okay but she you know actually she's a good person so. she contains multitudes she, she does. does she does um, liz <laughs> how are you feeling watching this season okay I know I know there's one every season but I still get so irrationally mad at this person and obviously it's Victoria it's the only person anyone's really talking about 
besides that, Matt is same old, you know, but same old I, Matt. I'm ready for Victoria to go home. Are you? Me too. I'm ready for her to go home. I'm ready for the producers to step up and stop making unnecessary drama and putting people at risk with the, I mean, I don't even want to get into it, but there's this whole escort storyline about this woman who may or may not be an escort. And it's just like, that is textbook slut shaming. Mm -hmm. Um, You should never be ashamed of doing sex work because that's a legitimate job. And Mm -hmm. um, it's just upsetting to see that the producers want to further this quote unquote dramatic storyline just because it's titillating and it's just like yeah. oh my god like grow up again like I just they I see them complain on Twitter being like why haven't we won an Emmy and it's like bitch why do you why do you think <laughs> take a few <laughs> seconds to think about this oh yeah god. and as, from an outsider perspective it seems like it's dramatic enough like the seems right, like right. there's just a lot of drama anyway so I just don't it just seems unnecessary I'm right at the point of the se- season Amelia I'm curious if you were too where like it kind of differentiates itself from like the good where you actually get into the love story and then the, mm-hmm. they're hanging on by a thread to this yes. drama that keeps people coming back every week totally. and it happens every season where I'm like just get rid of them just like let's shed it let's like go to the real love so, story so no true how real it is and I always get exhausted at this point in the season I feel like I I feel before I used to have to watch the show for work, I would usually stop at this mm. point because it would like, this is just like, oh my God. Yeah. Like you're, they're again trying to milk this out for two hours every Monday. And it's just like, mm-hmm. I don't have the time. I don't yeah. have the time. So yeah, hopefully it gets better and people leave like Victoria, but who knows? Who knows? Yes. Fingers in crossed. Me- in the meantime, rooting for Katie. Watch- <laughs> rooting for Katie and watch Amelia's show. <laughs> oh, yes. thank you. All right. Next update. Kate. Uh, exciting update in the world of, you know, child influencers. Um, <laughs> Jojo Siwa, who I don't know that we've really talked about her before on this podcast. You probably know who she is. She is used to be like she was on Dance Moms mm-hmm. and she became like this incredibly famous, like lucrative child influencer who has like the ponytail and the, she had a bow the line. And she has all this like rainbow merchandise and she had mm-hmm. a game. And she just is like, you know, has a contract with Nickelodeon, just like has a ton of money, a ton of influence on like younger children. She, over the past couple of weeks, has started to hint that she is a member of the LGBT plus community. Uh, it was kind of like a queerness soft launch, like a very mm-hmm. like sort of like <laughs> segmented coming out where like she posted a video of herself singing Born This Way and then with like a bunch yes. of like gay TikTokers. And then it was like she, you know, posted something else and people were like, is she coming out? Like, we're not sure. We can't really tell. And she finally like went on Insta Live, like cleared it up, officially came out. Um, she's 17. She has just an incredible influence on like young people. And mm-hmm. there was a really good article in Them by Naveen Kumar who talked about just like she's the first like truly like young, sort of like family friendly, mm-hmm. like public figure like this to really mm-hmm. come out in this way. And they talked about how, you know, when Miley Cyrus came out, like she used to be kind of this figure. But by the time she came out, she was like, you know, creating a lot of like adult content and like mm-hmm. Jojo C. And, you know, even like Little Nas, Nas X and stuff like that. Like, even if they're popular with younger kids, like they don't have this like extremely family friendly in- image. And sure. so, I mean, first of all, it's just great that like Jojo C was like doing her thing, you know, coming out, being herself. But also, you know, it's it's someone who has like this very specific family friendly image and just can contribute a lot to normalization in kids and like Mm -hmm. just like being who you are from like whatever early age you want to be so very exciting we love to see it totally and we also I think 
going off of what you said about her demographic, I would even argue that her demographic is younger than like Little Nas X mm-hmm. and Miley yeah. Cyrus too. So that's great as well. And it's just like, go off. My favorite Jojo. thing, someone like probably some older Karen woman commented and was like, <laughs> this is it. Like I'm going to, my me and my children are going to stop watching you. And all she responded back, she's like, okay. With like a little <laughs> exclamation mark. It's just like, she's continuing her positivity. Just like doesn't right. give a fuck what, Love you know, that. stupid people are saying about her. Yeah. yeah her whole happy. brand is already like rainbows and sparkles. Yes. So it was like 90% yeah. of the way there already. Also, yes. she posted a picture. Her cousin gave her a shirt that said best gay cousin ever. And Lil Nas X on Twitter responded and said, if <laughs> you spell swag backwards it's gay coincidence <laughs> I, love, I, love oh, I know i love him too and I now i'm him. just gonna have i can't believe i'm gonna have to stand Ooh. jojo siwa in uh the year of our lord 2021 we're gonna have to. why not no, no, choice. Choice. no, no choice. choice her christmas song was actually kind of a bop <laughs> there you go i'm all just right, saying that's all we need <laughs> um one quick thing for me because their fan bases scare me. I'm just going to read the fact. <laughs> uh, but we'd be remiss not to talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. Gigi Hadid, like, very subtly revealed her daughter's name. It was in her Instagram bio. And there's no big post, no big nothing. Of course, every outlet ran with it. But she just put in her Instagram bio, Kai's mom. And, like, everyone was like, holy shit, this is it. <laughs> this is the announcement. Putting together other pieces. Zayn actually got his daughter's name um, tattooed on him in Arabic, which, like, mm. fans also caught in, as he was posing in some other photo. Fans are speculating that it's connected to both Kai's, like, Zayn and Gigi's heritage or their parents' mm-hmm. heritage because mm. Zayn's dad is from Pakistan and then Gigi dad's dad is from Palestine. So in Arabic, the name Kai translates to the chosen one or royalty. Ooh. Um, very beautiful name and we like that it wasn't some big showy post I thought it was kind of sweet I agree it's yeah. subtle and it's also like we know we're famous enough that people will see this immediately and it will make every yep. headline anyway you know yep. true so, very yep. true kind of a flex I liked it I like it too um, and then lastly we're doing a real quick celeb skincare update hell um, yeah first thing is Cardi B with all 16 million of her Twitter followers has outsourced her skincare questions, which I just find to be so endearing and hilarious. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She tweeted just plainly and she goes, I've been breaking out recently and my face is extremely dry. I don't think these products are working. What are some like good pointers, products, whatever. And I just love that she opened up the floor to 16 million people to give her (laughs) skincare advice um, because I think I would maybe do the same. People are suggesting like the ordinary products, which like, of course, it's like, you know, of the moment right now. And then I guess Kalani actually gave her like an esthetician recommendation and some like real celeb products. See, that's that's who she needs. She just like be hitting up like the text chains. Because with Cardi B, if you have 16 million followers, like you may as well just Google it. You know, like you're not going to have, if you have hundreds and hundreds and thousands of responses, like you're not narrowing anything down. So like you may as well Mm -hmm. just Google it. And then she posted an up close, very blurry photo of her cheek, like of the acne that she's been (laughs) suffering. goes, this is my cheek. It's been happening for like three months. Shit is really, uncomfortable. Go to a dermatologist. (laughs) You're like an A-list. I just can't believe it. And I love that she would just post that for the world to be like, help me, masses. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I hope she gets skincare help because it's hard out there to weed through all the products. It really is. And then other thing, we'll be talking about her much, um, much more in depth later on in this pod, but JLo Beauty, now available at Sephora. Um, Mm. 
happy for her. She's been having to do a lot of defending herself on you yes. know, the products that really make her skin glow. Mm-hmm. She is out here spinning lies. <laughs> I yeah. just can't deal with it. Yeah. It's, okay. So you've probably seen, we, I mean, we've discussed JLo's skincare lies before. She talked about how she like puts olive oil on her face and like that's how she stays young. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, she has pivoted to like saying like these are the products that she uses. But mm. she is out here saying that she, again and again, Louder and louder that she has never had any sort of work done in terms of Botox or fillers or plastic surgery. And maybe she hasn't like for the sake of journalistic integrity, like maybe she hasn't, but it just seems wildly unlikely. And I just feel like you can be beautiful and 51 and honest all at the same time. Uh, I will certainly be getting Botox in my life probably (laughs) at some point. Um, Yeah, she's really leaning in. The thing that I hate the most is the, well, maybe I don't hate it. Maybe I'm just like jealous and resentful, but it's like (laughs) the inner peace that apparently I need to not get wrinkles is the most frustrating part, which like, again, might be (laughs) true. I don't know. I don't have inner peace. So like, maybe that's my problem. It's like when Shawn Mendes was like, I meditate. I don't wash my face. It's like, you can do both. They don't have a correlation. (laughs) Have a routine and then also be a piece but tell me right. about the routine yes yeah. yeah um so speaking of good segue routines, <laughs> amelia what's up in your skincare world what do you have to tell oh us? my god well i'm here to tell you guys that you know what don't buy kylie skincare okay because <laughs> i made the mistake of thinking wow her new hyaluronic acid <laughs> thing is coming out and it's like under 30 dollars. why not i've been wanting to try kylie's skin just to see Maybe my skin will like it. It's always sold out. You know, I've I've mm-hmm. watched the tutorial. I've done my due diligence. I've watched the tutorials on YouTube. And for the most part, people seem to like it. They were saying the stuff is kind of drying. And honestly, so I ordered this hyaluronic serum. And let me tell you, it's, <laughs> I, I don't, I think it said like, a couple ounces or something. That's a lie because I use this thing. Maybe I was using too much, but I don't think I was because I was using the mm. same amount she was using with her little dropper thing. Mm. And it was gone in a matter of like a month or two. And I was like, wow, wow Kylie, this is, that's how she's making her money by giving yeah. such little product and marketing it as more than it really is. Um, mm-hmm. Damn, you're on to her. I think I might be. Um <laughs> But watch me just actually use too much. But anyway, so and it was very fragrant, too. And I'm mm. not a huge fan of fragrance. That bugs me, too. Yeah. Yeah. And it was fine. Honestly, I didn't feel my face become more moisturized. It was just like, OK. And I I was telling you guys this. I bought a skincare line from Target called Versed Skincare and it did the trick, you know, mm. not Kylie, but that mm-hmm. skincare did. So just, you know, go to your local drugstore and get the skincare there. Amelia, the basic has, stuff is what works. Has mm-hmm. this turned you off of celebrity skincare as a whole? Or will you maybe not JLo skincare line, but mm-hmm. I don't know, Fenty, anything else? Honestly, you- we talked about Fenty <laughs> fat water. <laughs> and fat water. on the name alone, I was like, well... <laughs> uh, I'm not not buying it. So I'll, I'll give you an update on that. Please I'm keep intrigued. us posted. I love this Please. bit. Just you try different hyaluronic <laughs> serums from celebrity skincare line. Like desperate to defeat the Minnesota winter at any yeah, cost. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. 
It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. All right, let's do cringe mode. This, I think we're all really, really excited for it. And apparently you guys are too. A couple of you guys were questioning um, us putting this in cringe mode, but just for all of you, it got a 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. So people so thought it was cringy um, and still possibly do. But anyway, it's the 20th anniversary of The Wedding Planner. We're going to talk about it. Have a mm-hmm. good time. Uh, Kate, you want to take the plot? I will take the plot. This is my first time seeing all of this movie. Wow. Uh, and it follows iconic actress, should have been Oscar winner, but she wasn't, uh, Jennifer you. Lopez, who at this point maybe hadn't had Botox. Looks amazing, though. Um, and she plays a wedding planner, hence the name, who uh, gets stuck in the middle of the street one day. She doesn't want to sacrifice her shoe, which like the main mm. point here is just like always let the shoe go. Save yourself. <laughs> uh, she doesn't let the shoe go. She almost gets hit by a speeding dumpster. She's saved <laughs> by sexy pediatrician Steve played by Matthew McConaughey, mm. pre-hair plugs. Uh, yes. And they just like have this immediate connection. Her friend, Judy Greer, uh, mm. convinces them to go on a date. She abandons them. So technically it's not like a date, but it ends up being a date. They dance in the rain. Uh, they don't quite kiss. They leave. They all both thought it went great. Turns out he's the groom for the wedding that J-Lo is planning. Mm. Uh, really tough. Uh, Hate when to that get over. Hate when yeah. that happens. So J-Lo is also, her dad is trying to set her up with this guy. Is it the Grey's Anatomy guy? Is, yes, is he from Grey's Alex Anatomy? Mm-hmm. Okay. So she's trying to set, he's trying to set her up with him. So like, she's like sort of engaged. Matthew McConaughey very much engaged while she's planning his wedding. They have this whole like emotional cheating thing on. Mm. The end of the movie, his whatever fiance decides she doesn't want to get married. So he's free. She, uh, her dad decides that she shouldn't marry Grey's Anatomy guy. She's free. They get together. Fall in love. Wouldn't Voila. you know? Wouldn't bada you know? Bing, bada boom. Let's do some highlights. <laughs> Kate, what do you have? 
This movie's a tight 40 minutes, which after <laughs> our two weeks of two and a half hour Sex in the City movies mm. was just mwah, just a breath wow. of fresh air. You're that so right. So good. I was like, it was over and done with. They kept it tight uh, and it was great. So all yeah. movies should be hour 40 tops. Yeah. Great. Uh, my highlight is a specific scene from this movie. They like JLo gets just roped into a lot of this wedding planning, like the actual couple's activities. And they are on some maybe vineyard looking at a wedding venue and they go horseback riding for some unknown reason, just to like see the property perhaps. And JLo gets roped in, goes on this horseback ride with them. And the horse basically gets set off and like kind of bucks and starts sprinting away. And Matthew McConaughey, who is a pediatrician, just your average Joe pediatrician, fucking turns into Hildalgo on this trail. Starts going, yeah, yeah. Starts like winning his horse. That is just like a trail horse. And I, I don't know that any of them could do that. Starts sprinting on this horse towards J-Lo in this like very heroic moment. Eventually, mm-hmm. like, Freaking a Lord of the Rings movie gets JLo from her sprinting horse onto his sprinting horse and she's backwards and he like saves the day and he's just a fucking pediatrician. Not that he maybe doesn't have extreme like equestrian skills, but it, it was just such a funny random thing to like for him to do and be able to do. Um, but he like saved the day. He was like the hero once again. And I really loved it. Really yep. loved it. Pretty, pretty <laughs> charming. I didn't want to be sucked in by Matthew McConaughey in this movie. With oh. his, we're going to talk about his yeah. dumb glasses in a minute. But <laughs> I and I was like, you're just a fucking cheater. But he got me by the end. He does every time. That's why he's Matthew McConaughey. Exactly. Uh, conflict in the movie. Yeah. Uh, my uh, second highlight is that every single look in this movie is a current Gen Z fashion mm. trend. I was watching J-Lo with her fucking middle part, like kind of slicked back, still curly. <laughs> She's got the like the blazers and the leather trench coats and the sweaters and the jeans. And I was like, oh my God, I've seen every single outfit on TikTok in the last yeah. hour. Oh my God. She's got monochrome outfits everywhere. Yeah. It's, yeah. And like, it looks good on her. And I just, I just, I'm like, do we have to do this with every single trend in history? I just don't know. But she looks great, so. She does. How do you feel about Matthew McConaughey's little wireframe, little tiny glasses? They're kind of cute. No, I'm against those. The little glasses need to stay. We can take the center part. We can do the lip liner. We can do the trenches. But the little wireframe glasses we cannot bring back. No. Oh, that's cute. But that makes me laugh. And actually, just the early 2000s of this movie, just... I love it. And I I really am also loving the early internet references. Like there's a quote where she's like talking about Matthew McConaughey's fiance, Fran, and how her family got so rich. She's like, they're one of the biggest internet food specialty companies in America, which is just like so funny that you need to like categorize it as like mm-hmm. internet food specialty companies. It's just like, okay. I mean, you don't do that nowadays, but because everyone's online. But um, yeah. I found that to be funny. And I also... Found it really funny as well when J-Lo's character is talking to Fran and she's like, I saw your article in Yahoo, which is just, <laughs> wow, what a time capsule. Yahoo <laughs> News. Oh, my God. My grandparents say that to me sometimes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's sweet. Uh, um, yeah. Next highlight. Another highlight. I just, this, I don't, it's not even a highlight. I just found it to, I, I laughed out loud. And it's the scene where Massimo proposes to her and they're at the little Scrabble get together. And, you know, she puts the little Scrabble pieces together to spell out, okay, 
Like he's done this beautiful uh, engagement proposal and he involves like her dead mom in a way. And he has this old dollhouse that was like in the beginning of the movie that she used as a child. And like all she can muster is, okay. And Maybe the music she swells. didn't have a Y and an S. <laughs> That's Those true. Are difficult That's letters to find. <laughs> but it also just proves like she doesn't want to marry this guy. You know, if someone no. answers yeah. your proposal with, Okay, I don't love you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> On the flip side, I did actually think there was some real romance and sexual chemistry between JLo and Matthew. Yes. Fahey. There is some real good tension there. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated it. I thought they had good chemistry. And also, there are some nice lines. I actually like stopped in my tracks. And when Matthew McConaughey's like, you know, winning her over, telling her that he's like, loved her, whatever, maybe this whole time. And he's like, I know every, he was like, I don't know this and this about you, but I know every curve of your face, every fleck of gold in your eyes. And I was like, oh my God, you can't help but get sucked in, even though it's kind of cheesy. Totally. Totally. The power of Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) It is. And then lastly, speaking of the power of Matthew McConaughey, Love a good end of rom-com where Matthew McConaughey has to zip through a busy street, hit traffic, mm. trying to win back, you know, the time's a ticking, the clock is running down, he's got to win back the love interest in this like grand gesture. Happens in almost every Matthew McConaughey movie. <laughs> Happened in this one. So I liked it. You love to it's see great. it. Never gets right. old. Let's do some low lights, Amelia. You know, I've seen this movie so many times and probably saw it when it came out in theaters. But um, one thing that has always bothered me about this movie for 20 years. Really, one of the main things. It's the Matthew McConaughey character being like, you know, I don't eat the brown M&Ms because, or I I only eat the brown M&Ms because they have less artificial flavoring because they are already brown and chocolate is already brown. And I think that is a goddamn lie. Because (laughs) if you think about it, yes, chocolate is brown, but each M&M is a candy coated in in chocolate. So you got the coating and I feel like you would need more artificial coloring to create the brown. Right. Because it's so dark. The candy coating is not inherently brown. It's probably white. So you have to dye them all anyway. Exactly. Exactly. Amelia, I think that this is one of the main things that stuck out to everyone who watches this movie. I don't know why, but like every person I talk to, they always are like, oh yeah, the brown M&M scene. Because I think all of us were like, wait, what? Is it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> made us question everything we knew about Eminem. Totally. I know, you know, like nowadays, if they remade the movie, they'd have like a deal with Eminem being like, just the browns. Right? So yeah. true. The naked ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The naked brown Eminem Those are lady. good. Those are good. <laughs> um, okay. My big low light from this movie is kind of the obvious one. And it's mm. just the amount of emotional infidelity <laughs> that happens in this movie. It makes it difficult to root for it this. It really does. Yeah couple because mm-hmm. I just am very conflicted because you know they have this incredible chemistry but also part of me is like men are trash you're engaged because like mm-hmm. he very much pursues her yes. she's very focused on mm-hmm. her career she's like I'm not gonna go after him like he's the groom he's the groom of this wedding that I'm planning like I'm gonna get engaged to this entirely separate person like because I'm lonely but I'm not gonna go with him and he just like really pursues her because he thinks he's in love with her and like that's fine but also not mm-hmm. and even when you know, even when they're not like actually like making out or whatever, like they're very much in these like emotional cheating situations, which are not cool. Um, But also, again, part of me is like, it's JLo, you know, like who among us wouldn't emotionally cheat for her just a little bit? 
You know, right. there's one really egregious line that Matthew McConaughey says, I think as they're tangoing and JLo's like, why the hell would you do that basically? And he was like, I was being a guy and an opportunity presented itself. Ooh, and I was like, no, oh, no, 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 yikes, no, yikes. no, no. The only redeeming part at the end of this movie where you like are like, fine, we can, I guess, fully ship these two people is that Matthew McConaughey's fiance, Fran, also comes to the conclusion that she doesn't really love him. She doesn't even know what she wants. They've been together so long. She needs to go like refine herself, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So obviously they wrote that to happen so that we're like, oh, good. So (laughs) none of them are actually evil. Yeah. But perhaps a little evil in the interim. Mm -hmm. But Yeah. yeah, not great. It's not great. Mm-mm. Uh, and maybe this is just me, but you know, the, this movie ends with two people calling off their weddings at the last possible minute. Like they're in the dress, they've taken the pictures. JLo's like at <laughs> the mm. altar, whatever. Like the other couple's like ready to go. And the concept of calling off a wedding at the last minute is mm. runs against like every anti conflict <laughs> instinct in my body. Like, I think we've talked about before on this podcast, like if someone publicly proposed to us, we would just say yes and like yeah. just deal with it later. Like yeah. you just can't make a scene. <laughs> I like would never ever want like that attention of saying no. Mm-hmm. And this is the same thing. Like I've had, if you've had so much time to like make this decision and you're like, yes, I'm marrying Matthew McConaughey, even though like, you know, he's emotionally cheating on me and like, I don't think I want to be with him. Like you made that decision. You're in the dress. Like you're doing it. Like oh. I would never, ever call it off at the last possible second. Like could not be me. Could Did not you? handle it. Would dissolve into a pile of ash. Like yeah. I, <laughs> I could not Kate do it. Kate said I would just do it and quietly get divorced in a few years rather like, than make a I scene would just literally spot. be standing there doing my vows being like, I can put up with this for a couple of years rather than yeah. make a scene right here. I would like, do it too. There's no, no doubt. I can't no face doubt. that. Hell no. Oh my God. Um, all right, let's do what has aged the best and the worst, Kate. Uh, the main thing that went through my mind, again, this is like my first time really seeing this movie. And, you know, the the big famous scene is when she falls in the street and is rescued by Matthew mm-hmm. McConaughey. And it brought to mind uh, former Ringer social media team member, Ruby mm. Edmondson, uh, yes, who in Ruby. real life had actually a very similar experience with Leonardo DiCaprio. Amazing. Uh, which kills me every time. She talks about it. She used to talk about it semi-regularly whenever we would like bring it up and force, force her to tell us a story. Um, but it's online. You can Google like Ruby Edmondson, Leonardo DiCaprio, and it'll come up. Uh, but she was like walking in the street. She tweeted this whole thread when it happened. Tripped on cobblestones, went over, like fell hard, felt dazed and dizzy. And a group of men like rescued her and like sat her down. We're like, are you Okay, she comes to, looks up, sees Leonardo DiCaprio, and they like make her sit there. They're like, Can we contact anyone for you? Like, are you okay? She's like, Pretty sure Stanley Tucci was there too. Yes. And then Stanley Tucci calls her a cab, then runs after her and goes, Hey, just checking to make sure you realize that was Leonardo DiCaprio that saved you so that you can tell your friends. (laughs) You know, I've never heard this story before ever. Really? How have you worked oh at the ringer and not heard the story? I know. I've worked at more than anyone. That's crazy. It happened, to her, happened to her in 2013. Also, like, there definitely was a, a, a story a couple years ago where, like, Matthew McConaughey, like, saved a woman who was fainting and, like, gave her, like, smelling salts. And she came to and it was, like, Matthew McConaughey right there. So I just love all the, like, real life versions of this. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio also saved someone stranded on his yes! yacht? Yes. Didn't he do yeah. Amelia? Remember? Yeah. I do remember. I don't remember exactly what it was, but he did. He was, like, going yes. yachting and uh, yes. someone. One like was washing ashore or something, yes. and he freaking saved them. 
my God. Damn. Anyway, this hero. movie. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that concept has aged well uh, yes. from this movie. <laughs> yes. Also aging really well is our guy, Justin Chambers. Um, <laughs> he was Massimo and pretty not good accent and like mm. character in general. Just a tough. And a portrayal yeah. is just like a, a stupid kind of like thick headed Relatedly, man. relatedly, real quick. Why was JLo Italian in this movie? Why not let her have her own? Cultural heritage. Amelia's going to talk. Curious. Yeah, Amelia's talking about that later. She oh, got you are. Issue Sorry. with it. No <laughs> worries. Ahead. No, it's. But yeah, agreed. So Justin Chambers, uh, yeah, is the, a childhood friend of J Lo's. I yeah. guess. Anyway, he Something, has yeah. aged quite well. He's one of those guys where you could have watched this and be like, "Whatever happened to that dude?" Instead, he did 15 years basically on like Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> had like an amazing TV career. So good for him. Great. All these years later, so he does looks tough better accent, now though. Than back really tough yes. Italian accent. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, what else is aged the best? I just love how ambitious Mary is, you know? She's out there being like, make me partner. And I'm like, yes, Mary, you yes. deserve it, girlfriend. She, did you catch in the very beginning of the movie she did Whitney Houston's wedding? Yeah. Yes, yes. Like, Why are you not partner if you did Whitney <laughs> Houston's wedding? I know. Um, But yeah, on the flip side, I would say that like, they try to make her, especially in the beginning, they're like, Frumpy workaholic mm -hmm. woman in these rom-coms. Sandra Bullock does it a lot. I didn't mm. expect Jayla to do it, but she does. Where they get home, they're in like this like oversized polo and baggy jeans. They like sit at their TV dinner. She turns on Antiques Roadshow and she's like, look at my sad little life with that man. No. It's you know what dream. I mean? Career focus. Yeah. They're not frumpy, right. quote unquote, or like whatever, work obsessed. Anyway, I feel like, A, you can't make Jayla look frumpy to save your life. And That's true. Sandra Bullock. Correct. But yeah, just funny of like a certain time, these like really work obsessed women that are like so undesirable. Unlovable, totally. yeah. Yeah, cool. Totally, oh my gosh. And then lastly, Amelia, go ahead. <sighs> yes, it's just, you know, I I do, uh, watching back this movie, I really did enjoy it, but I just can't help but be a little disappointed. And I understand it was 2001. Why J-Lo had to be whitewashed and be an Italian woman when she could have been Puerto Rican. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, because I think a lot of her identity is being the strong Puerto Rican woman. And I just it's so unfortunate that she had to they had to make it. So she's like she's ethnic, but not too ethnic. She's right. Italian. Mm -hmm. It's just like, mm -hmm. uh, OK, all right. So that's a big part of her character's identity, which like it could have very easily yeah. like she didn't have to be Italian and make that such a big part of the story. Right. Um, OK, let's do MVP. Kate, who's your pick? Just love Judy Greer. Yeah. Everything she's in, she's always the same character. She's like the kooky, like little friend who has like Best crazy friend. hair and crazy eyes. And <laughs> yep. she just cracks me up. I just love her. Yep. She's cute. I'm picking Matthew McConaughey because that tango mm. scene, the man can dance. He can move his body. He has the control. And um, just bravo. Not a lot of leading rom-com men can do that. So true. It's true. And then Amelia. Um, yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I think it's pretty obvious that J-Lo and Matthew McConaughey are just so charming in this movie and they have such great chemistry and they need to be in more movies together. I would love to see them in a new yeah. rom-com together, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed the little Scrabble gang with her dad <laughs> and his friends. They were so sweet and they had they had really cute lines like there's Bert, who is the the park policeman guy. And he was just like, you know, when a lady asks you to dance, you dance. And I'm like, yeah, Bert. <laughs> Tell him, Bert. Right. <laughs> uh, OK, lightning round. Do one of you want to take this? I okay. wrote this one. Uh, does this movie make you more or less inclined to believe J-Lo's no Botox claims? Less. Uh, 
It makes me less inclined to believe it. She looks different than she looks now. She looks incredible now and she looked incredible then, but she looks different. Oh, interesting. I think a lot of the movies, she's very perplexed and she's like, like a lot of wrinkles. You can just see a lot of the lines at (laughs) every face. Natural wrinkles. Okay. See, I thought she looked so similar that I was like, Mm. why? No, I believe her, but I I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm bad at judging these things. I can only judge it if it's like Nicole Kidman and she hasn't moved her face (laughs) in 15 years. years. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I just want to say, starting off, um, love don't cost a thing. That just decided to play as the end credits were rolling. And I was like, this feels like a little not very congruous to the whole <laughs> totally. plot of the film. Um, okay, it's I'm not saying it's a bad song. It's a good song, but it just it felt a little off to me. Um, and so is this was this the right song to feature, the right J-Lo song to feature at the end? No. no. Um. <laughs> But obviously, you know, I mean, she ended This Land is Your Land with Let's Get Loud last oh, week. So I don't know why. True. She loves a good finale, a good peppy finale. Um, yeah, no, I would have featured on the floor featuring Pitbull. Uh, but <laughs> it was a couple years too early for that that uh, bop. So, Damn. yeah, no, I don't know I, what I would have swapped in, but not that. I'm sure it's like in her contract to sign on for the movie being like, yeah, sure. But the first song is the credits are going to be a song of mine. But didn't think this one was the right fit. Not sure. I know. I was thinking about this. Like, I went back and looked at the J-Lo discography. And Mm -hmm. I thought, wow, a lot of the— And I re-listened to some of the songs. And they're all, like, very early 2000s, like, poppy kind of music. And so it just—it felt—it didn't feel like, I don't know, the correct— Any of them felt that correct. But I thought that— I'm real kind of felt mm. more fitting. I don't know. But, you know, I mean, that's okay. We, if we it happened today, regardless. she would like, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. If she released this today, it would be like a duet with Ed Sheeran. So I guess we should just like, you know, <laughs> oh my God. take what we got. Yeah. yeah, That's true. And then last lightning round was mine. I said, what was Matthew McConaughey's most egregious move in this whole thing? Is it telling your fiance you saved an old lady when you really saved a woman like JLo? Mm. Was it accepting a date when you are fully engaged? Um, was it the slow dancing on said date? Or was it not saying anything when they almost kiss? <laughs> wow. Which is your pick? I, I think it's really close. It's really tough to pick. Mm. I, I'm going to go with the old lady lie because it was so yeah. early. Yeah. Like, he could not have been fully in love with her yet, which I think, right. like, kind of forgives a little bit the other stuff. Like, you just saved a hot lady on the street and you felt so threatened by your attraction right. to her that you told your fiance that she was old. You know, like, that was right, like, right off the bat a mistake. Right. So I'm going to go with that one. Totally. I think the slow dancing is such an intimate <laughs> thing to do, especially yeah. with no one. Else. Like, it, it's just too intimate. And that is actually a line cross. Like, if, I guess in my opinion, I don't know. I would be that. That is no. That's a <laughs> yeah. huge no. It's also like so utterly not platonic. Like the yes. other stuff you can early on, you can kind of forgive a little bit because like yeah. he didn't know it was a date. Like, you know, Judy or Greer left. Like originally it was supposed to be the three of them. Yeah. But the slow dancing, like you're doing that and you immediately know that like this is not like a friendly thing. Right. There could be so many. There's like the flirty. They're, like, it's, it's all, all bad. Of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Shall we move on to the next category? Let's do it. Yes. All right. We're going to do tea times, unanswerable questions. Uh, February's coming up, you guys, in just a couple of days. And I really found this fun, fun piece of celeb news. <laughs> 
Kate Hudson is doing a collab with Urban Stems, the flower company. And I didn't realize she had one. Her own vodka company, King Saint Vodka. Wow. And she's made a love fern, just like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, which I love that movie. So you can buy a love fern and send it to someone. Um, (laughs) I think it's a really, really cute idea. I'm surprised she didn't think of this earlier. Yeah. Uh, But it's a timeless movie. So who are we buying love ferns for this Valentine's Day? I kind of just wanted to talk about the love fern. I don't really have a real (laughs) question attached. (laughs) That's great. Another great Matthew McConaughey rom-com. I know. It's so good. Is that his best one? I think that's probably his best one, right? How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. It's better than this one, right? You haven't seen it? Oh, I have, but I haven't seen it in forever. Yeah. Mm. Maybe we should add it to the cringe mode list. Buy yourselves a love Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, we could. Um, what are the questions we got? Because mine wasn't a question. <laughs> mine was a statement. Just in the background of our discussion being like, love, Fern. <laughs> um, okay, my question is, why and how has Dakota Johnson become one of our most memeable celebrities? And does she deserve the memes that have been created around her? Obviously, the most obvious one recently was the Ellen DeGeneres mm. meme. No, that's not true, Ellen. Which now <laughs> happened like a year ago, like wow. last Christmas, and then everything happened and it just kept coming back. Um, and now, you know, like she had that architectural digest thing where she showed off her house yep. and mm. she talked about the limes and how much she loved limes. <laughs> uh, and that became a meme for no reason. People were just like, <laughs> I love limes. And now <laughs> she did an interview where she was like, actually, I hate limes and I'm allergic to them, which now has also become a meme. And everyone's like, is Dakota Johnson lying to us? Like, what is the truth? And I'm just like, it's just Dakota Johnson. You know, she's- like, is she that entertaining that we need to turn everything into a meme? I like how she's like, she's just kind of a weirdo. And I really like I that. I do. I think that's part of it is she's just like kind of chaotic and strange and sarcastic <laughs> and like kind of in really like sarcastic. an Aubrey Plaza way where like mm-hmm. nobody really knows if she's joking or not. <laughs> yeah. So, I also yeah. think she's like not anchored by any like project. So all we can <laughs> talk about is just like who she is as a person. There's no discussion <laughs> of like her movies or, or anything she's in or going to be in. So that's like, true. Oh, we can be and regardless, we're going to talk about her. So we might as well talk about her chaotic energy. And we don't really care about her projects either. It's kind of like a January Jones thing where like we care more about her meme ability and celebrity than we do about like any actual acting she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But she's such a meme constantly now. And I'm just like, when did she become... It's kind Such of amazing. a memeable celebrity. I just don't know. <laughs> Why do we care if she likes limes? That's it's unanswerable, so Kate. It is. It really That's is. True. Except I have really grown to like her. Like I, I know, really like her. Too, honestly, yeah. I just don't know why or when. But sure, why not? <laughs> Same. Um, all right, last one, Amelia. Last one. And you know, I wrote this question before I actually watched an, an episode of The Masked Dancer, <laughs> like the one last night. And so it has kind of changed. But my original question <laughs> was, how did The Masked Dancer manage to get bigger celebrities than The Masked Singer? Um, and then last night it was revealed that, spoiler alert, the hammerhead shark was Vinny <laughs> from the Jersey Shore, which oh, <laughs> that seems like a, a Masked Singer celebrity. So... <laughs> yeah. But they had before that they had Bill Nye, who I think is like, I mean, I'm not saying that he is a list, but he's like a pretty like he's big for who. our generation. Yeah, everyone knows yeah. who he is. Um, Ice T, I think like he's still on SVU, right? Like that's kind he of- was on the Masked Dancer. Yes, he was the oh, microphone. No. I think. Can oh, I ask no. Amelia how that's yeah. going? How are they dancing with those big costumes on? Like, how is a hammerhead shark, dude? What, I don't even know. Do? 
it was like you could kind of tell like who's not an actual um dancer and like there's this like the two i i sound like i'm a a crazy person I'm like the tulip but the tulip started <laughs> dancing and my dad noticed he was like wow the tulip actually has some great moves like she can move her like legs in positions that like a dancer can so we're thinking mm. it's Gabby Douglas um mm. and then oh, some wow. of the clues make how far it seem- she's fallen Jesus <laughs> But we support her, you know. Um, And then there was also, there was another one. I don't remember what dancer it was, but my dad noted he was like, oh, this person has to be an athlete because they are moving with such agility. And then so I fuck it. Brian Austin Green, of course, was like, wow, you're you must be an athlete because you're moving with such agility. And I was like, oh, my God, dad, get your dad on that show. Get him on that judges panel. (laughs) I mean, he probably could, because why is a Brian Austin Green there? But anyway, um, Brian McKnight, who was a huge singer in like the 90s, like, I guess he's not as popular, obviously, anymore. But like he was really big in the 90s. Um, Hmm. And then, as you know, I'm sure people have heard. But they got freaking Elizabeth Smart to be on this show, which is amazing. We didn't Good. catch that, right? Last week? We just no. talked about no. it privately. Wow. What a... Yeah. It, I just... That's like the most dystopian choice. I just yeah. can't. It is. But then, you know what? And she talked about this when she, her mask... When she was unveiled as Miss Moth, she was like, you know what? Life is hard. And her grandma had recently died and she was... Just sitting, she said she was sitting at the funeral and she was like, you know what? My grandma liked to have fun. I want to have fun too. And it's like, that's so great. You have fun, Elizabeth Smart. If there's anyone who deserves to have fun, it's Elizabeth Smart. Was the implication that she was sitting at her grandma's funeral and she decided to go on the masked dancer? Kind of. For those well, because they, because they had asked her. This always gets away from us in the end. Like, we stay on track for 50 minutes. Just have a lot of questions about, about the logistics of that epiphany. There's but a anyway, we're like, oh, God, we're still recording. Okay, yeah. This is smart. Weird, weird, interesting. But case. happy for her. Happy for her that she went yeah. on. She deserves yeah. to have a good time. And yeah. she does. I'm just excited to see who else gets unmasked, you know? I, so am I, truly. Yeah. I really am. <laughs> Okay, that'll do it. That's another Tea Time episode. Um, Thank you, Kaya. Our producer, as always, I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Lohmer. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.